Hi, everyone, and welcome to the April 23rd, 2021 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Well, after nearly two years, the federal government finally tabled a budget. There isn't a lot of money targeted directly at automotive, but there are billions of dollars that auto, along with other industries, can tap into if they're green enough initiatives. We'll talk to Unifor President Jerry Diaz about what this means for auto assembly and the country's EV battery potential on this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. Morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm good, Greg. How are you this morning? Good. I wanted to get to auto-specific stuff in the budget in a minute, but I'm curious just to, um, what's your overall reaction to the budget in general this year? No, the the budget certainly has some major hitters in it, starting with a national childcare uh, strategy, which I think is huge. There's a real recommitment to green technology, including, I will argue, the auto industry. So uh, there are some progressive stuff, and of course, it, you know, it omits things as well. I mean, there's things that are that 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 are missing, but ultimately and overall, I think it's a it's a good budget when you've got. A lot of the social groups out there applauding the budget, and I think that speaks volumes. When it comes to automotive specifically, there's nothing really targeted or auto-related per se, but there's a lot more general funding that can be uh, accessed by automotive and, and, and several other groups that you have members in, aerospace, for example. But is there enough targeted auto spending in this budget for you and your members? Well, I, I, I think that the risk, and, and let me explain what they did, because sure. there's a variety of different things. Look, so you're right, Greg. I wouldn't really classify anything here as earth-shattering. You know, like I said, like the massive childcare announcement was huge. But, but, but I'll argue that within this budget and the auto industry, things are encouraging. So what did they do? They gave tax breaks to the OEMs that are producing EV and EV-related, you know, technology. So to me, that piece is very interesting. It really is, to me, a cherry on top after the hundreds of millions already promised uh, through the Strategic Innovation Fund. So the Strategic Innovation Fund is one of the arms, and I will argue one of the, the main arms uh, for the auto industry. So with them kicking in, I think, about another $5 billion. And what they call it, Greg, is the Net Zero Accelerator Fund. And it's tied into the SIF. Right. So it's really specific to the development of clean tech. So that got a major boost. For me, that's, that was huge. But it wasn't only for auto. You know, it, it, you know, specifically for auto predicated on electric vehicles. It's really available to support any major investment in, in auto manufacturing and, frankly, including the parts manufacturing as well. So to me, that's a, that, that's a big ticket item. And another piece that really didn't get a lot of mileage, but if you if you really peeled the onion, you saw that they, they have money earmarked for it's it's called a critical battery mineral center of excellence. And you know the the early supports it's really for bolstering refining expertise. And this is something in Canada we really you know lack capacity in because it's really the supply stage after the basic mining. So there's this real preoccupation, as there should be, on batteries and manufacturing batteries because 
Canada, we've historically been quite comfortable supplying all the raw materials and natural resources to everyone in buying back to finished product. It's always, it always, you know, irritated the, the, the hell out of me that we, you know, would have pretty well everything. I mean, as it relates to raw materials, yet we have no plan as a country to utilize our strengths to put people to work. So now all of a sudden we're seeing that the global market is heading to electric vehicles. And we're saying, hey, hold on here. If you're going to have build an electric vehicle, the heart of it is the battery. And right. we've got it all. Nickel, aluminum, magnesium, cobalt. So, hey, if we've got all this, why doesn't Canada become, you know, a major player in the manufacturing of batteries, which is about time we're having these types of discussions. So, so there's, I will argue, Greg, things are heading in the right direction. Well, I wanted to talk to you about that because it's about $10 million set aside for the electrical vehicle, the electric vehicle battery development that you just mentioned. Is this a first step toward EV battery development in Canada? And will we see an EV battery plant here in Canada or Ontario sooner rather than later, do you think? Absolutely. Uh, because we've got both levels of government understand that this is huge. Like auto is about an 80 to $88 billion a year export industry here in Canada. So next to oil and energy, it's number one. It's the number one manufacturer. So, you know, there won't be a, a time that Doug Ford won't be given a, a, a speech on the auto industry that he doesn't talk about tracking uh, a battery manufacturer. And same thing with the federal government. So between the two of them, I mean, they agree to disagree on a lot of things. But I think this is an initiative that they both agree on. So I see it happening sooner than later. And the other piece of the budget, um, you know, they're, they're, I think they're earmarking about, you know, like $56 million, something like that, over five years. And it's, and it's really to talk about working with international partners like the United States on uh, and putting in place, uh, you know, ZEV charging and fueling stations. Right. So... You know, if, you, if I take a look at Canada and the United States, there's a lot of talk about battery electric vehicles, but we don't have the infrastructure in place right now to satisfy it. So if you're driving a Tesla in Canada and the United States, by and large, you're driving from A to B back A because of such, you know, such of a lack of strategy on, on, on charging stations. But that's that's changing. I think everybody's understanding that you can't have one without the other. So these are all things that were buried in the budget that didn't get, you know, top billing. And they weren't screaming uh, about these issues from uh, from rooftops. But when you start to read the details of it, that's when you find all of this stuff. When you say you can't have one without the other, it brings me to what my follow-up question was going to be. And that's if we see a battery plant in Ontario or in Quebec, wherever it might be, does that mean more auto assembly plants or more auto assembly in Canada? Well, the, you know, the question becomes who makes the charging stations. So I'll, 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 I'll take it a step backwards. Like, there's no reason we can't get in on the ground floor of all of this stuff. And, you know, whoever or whomever gets the contracts for building charging stations is, you know, is going to be in business for a long time. So once again, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about manufacturing batteries, but why wouldn't we talk about manufacturing charging stations? So there's a lot of more jobs. Like, let me give an example, Greg. Sure. 
there's more jobs in car dealerships than there are in assembly plants. For, there's oh, for more sure. Jobs in, there's more there's more jobs in parts suppliers than they are in major assembly plants. So you know it's it's great to get assembly because if you get assembly, of course, then you're going to attract the parts suppliers. One plus one equals two. But there's a whole host of other areas as well. If you want to look for overall growth within the industry, so let me ask you this: There was nothing in the budget um, in terms of EV incentives and EV rebates that hasn't gone up, that hasn't been added to. Is is that a problem from a dealership perspective? Because I know you have members at dealerships as well. There's nothing in it yet, um, or that I see. For consumers, but just so you know where my head is at, because I disagree with a lot of people that say, hey, look, we should be giving incentives for people to buy Teslas. Why? Tesla doesn't manufacture one car in Canada. Why Why would a Canadian taxpayer give an incentive for somebody to buy a car that's made in another country? To me, that doesn't make any sense. If you want to give incentives for people to buy hybrid Pacificas, then to me, that makes sense. And those are made but in Windsor, our audience the- should know. But but you got it. So for the government to give incentives to buy cars from another country, I'm not there. Is there anything missing that you would have liked to have seen in the budget? Anything specific that wasn't there that maybe you lobbied for or were consulted on and didn't end up in the budget? Well, there's let, let me give an example. Greg. There's things like the government has said to me, and they have proven to keep their word, both federally and provincially, on funding auto projects on an individual basis. So whether it's Ford and Oakville, whether it's uh, whether it's Chrysler in Windsor, whether or not it's uh, General Motors in Oshawa, they have ponied up the money. So even though this budget doesn't lay out this massive fund, I do know that they've got you know money tucked aside for the auto industry to attract. So you will find that this talks about you know, the dollars that are available um, based on the strategic innovation fund for the lack of a better choice. Yep. But I also know that there is a pool of money that's not talked about in this budget that will be and has been used for the auto industry. So I'm quite comfortable that nobody will come forward, whether it's any of the five automakers in this country or or a parts manufacturer that wants to play in Canada, there's no question in my mind the money will be there. I want to just ask you a quick question about what's going on in uh, Toronto and Peel. Um, I know you've obviously been pushing for paid sick days and uh, a better response to COVID-19. Peel and Toronto both use their powers under Section 22 to enact uh, some measures to keep things safe up there. Uh, How do you feel about um, that sort of path towards safety. Um, is that where we're at now? Do you agree with what Peel and Toronto did? I just wonder your reaction. Yeah, I mean, Peel, what, what they're doing is they're reacting to the lack of leadership, I will argue, um, from government. And it's also about, you know, a, a discussion about a common sense approach to, to dealing with the variants. I mean, I, I can't get, understand the logic of how we're keeping sending people back to work we're saying that they're essential workers, yet there's no paid sick days. Obviously, my members in the auto industry 
um, are receiving sick pay. Right. No question. I mean, if we send our members home, of course, they're going to receive pay based on the terms of our collective agreement. Right. But look, somebody's got to take a leadership role in this thing. So it, it doesn't make sense to anyone except for government that we would continue sending people to warehouses. Uh, we will continue sending people uh, to work in confined spaces in the manufacturing a world that we're going to send people to work on construction sites where they're in close proximity, yet closed playgrounds and golf courses where people are outside and arguably can space a hell of a lot easier than they can in the manufacturing sector. So, you know, people are watching the flip-flopping of government, the lack of strategy, and are saying, you know what, enough is enough. We're going to make our own rules. And so that's what's happening, right? Do, do you have... Uh members in the auto industry in those two regions that might be affected by this, Jerry? I mean, we've got, we've got the Brampton assembly plant, right? In Brampton. Yep. And that falls on, it falls under one of those two orders that we'll see issued on Friday. I'm just trying to get a sense of how much auto is um, perhaps affected by this. Well, look, most of the, uh, look, they will be, I mean, okay. we've got Ford Noble. Yep. You've got, uh, you know, like I said, you've got Chrysler and Brampton. I mean, the plants by and large are down right now because of computer chips, right? Right. So, but will it have an impact in the long term? The answer is yes. Look, the preoccupation has to be on safety, period. I get all of that, all of that. But there, are, there also has to be, you know, you know, to the best you can based on, you know, the changes that are happening and the education or the daily education on, on the challenges based on the new variants. Um, but there still has to be some sort of a consistent play here. Um, you can't, you can't announce on, you can't say on Thursday that schools are safe and they're wonderful and everything is, you know, we're look, we, we're, everything is as good as it gets. And then on Friday announce the closure of the schools. So you've got to be consistent, right? You can't, the, what's killing everybody is the mixed messages. Well, that's the worst thing for business, isn't it? Is in is uncertainty and inconsistency. We hear that when you you negotiate a trade deal, it's nobody wants to invest or nobody can move forward if everything's uncertain. Unpredictability is the ultimate Achilles heel. Yep, yep. Like I think about all the restaurants. They announced yeah. to open up all the outdoor patios, so everybody went and they loaded up on on beer and everything else, and then you know days later they shut them down again. Jerry, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Stay safe. All right. You take care. We reached Jerry in the GTA. If you would like to be a guest on the show or have a suggestion or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the Canada Conversations tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.